0: Hey, what's up? My name is Dusty Otis. I am the lead pastor here at The Grove in Fort Collins, Colorado. Thank you so much for taking part of your day to be a part of this church, to engage in this message, for supporting our ministry. It means more than you know. None of what we get to do happens without you. I pray that today's message speaks to your heart. I hope that it helps you move forward in your relationship with God, and I hope that you become just a little bit better in following Jesus because you took the time to listen today. Enjoy the message. Hey, what's up? Welcome back. Happy Mother's Day to all of you moms that are joining us today from your couches and coffee shops and cozy little places, maybe even still in bed. Maybe you got breakfast in bed today. I hope so. I hope so. I hope that you did, especially if your kids are still at the house. Today's special because we're talking about honoring mom. We're going to talk about how to honor mom. We've just got one scripture today that we're going to park on. Moms, I want you to be encouraged today. I hope that you walk away from today feeling like, man, God has called me to such a great work and and I'm so thankful for what God has given me, for what He's shown me through Heather, through my wife, who's a mom of five now. Um, and I'm glad I got to figure out and see her heart and how she really sees things. And I and I believe that those who feel the calling to be mom um, are are all like this too. And so, you know, there are some moms who just feel like they are they are, you know, trying to get by and they have their own agenda and their own thing in life. But man, for those moms today who are moms. You love being mom. Today is going to honor you. It's going to encourage you. And so I hope you're ready to get into that. My name is Dusty Otis. I'm the lead pastor of a church called The Grove in Fort Collins, Colorado. But many of you are connecting with me through um, a re- what we do online, which is called Redefined, or uh, right here from my ministry. And so I'm just thankful that you're here. And uh, today's going to be a really good day. All right. And so uh, the reason I do this and the reason I do it online is for you, the viewer, but also because I believe in helping people move forward in their faith. Today we get to move forward honoring mom. And so um, we're taking this specific Sunday away from kind of what we were doing. And we're going to talk about the value that we have of honor. We believe in honoring everybody who walks through those doors. And today we get to talk about honoring mom specifically. And so it's special. You know, moms are preachers. And I know there's a lot of moms, oh, I'm not a preacher. No, not, not, not necessarily in that aspect, but moms preach with their life. If you know anything about what the Proverbs 31 woman is or or what that says, you should read Proverbs 31 just for homework to find out what a good godly mother does, who she is, how she operates. It's so true of my wife, and I think it's true of every mom today. And so moms are preachers. They preach with their life. They're up early. They're up late. They are constantly working, doing, and giving their lives. They seriously set themselves second and put their kids first. And it's just so huge. Um, it's so huge for the growth and development of our kids. And so then, here's what mom does. She preaches with her life, but she's a nurturer, which means that's why our kids are always running to mom first and not dad, because dad says, come on. Mom says, come here. Mom nurtures. Mom gives grace. Mom gives grace. When dad is real quick to want to discipline, mom's the one that goes, hey, hey, wait a second. It's okay. It's okay. Come here, buddy. Come here, girl. And then mom, show mercy, which is kind of the other the other side of that grace part. And so the first Mother's Day happened on this day, 107 years ago. And so what's unique about this is is a woman named Ann who did not have kids and sadly never had kids, pushed so hard because of the impact that her mom had on her. Her mom made such a great impact on her that she pushed all the way up the chain to the leadership in our country and said, we need a day to celebrate moms because, one, my mom is so great, but I understand how great all moms are. And I want to honor my mom. And so I think that we need to celebrate Mother's Day. And so we're celebrating in America our 107th Mother's Day. But this is also one of the rare holidays that happens all the way around the world. Every country celebrates Mother's Day, not at the same time of the year, but they do celebrate it once a year, and so um, I love the fact that a woman who never had kids was impacted so greatly by her mom that she wanted to honor her so much that she created a holiday for I think that's I think that's pretty special. Although in 2020, 2022, you wouldn't believe that. You would think, well, whoever did that had kids and, and by God, they were tired and they just wanted a pat on the back and somebody to give them a break and a pedicure, right? And so uh, that didn't happen. You know, 107 years ago, people operated a little bit differently, and, and, um, and it was because of this woman and this woman celebrating her mom that we get to celebrate our moms today. And so Mother's Day is the third largest card day in America. So there's only two other holidays that have more cards given out than on Mother's Day. So then today, Mother's Day, over 140 million cards are going to be given out. 140 million cards are going to be given to moms all across uh, the world today. Mother's Day is the second largest gift-giving day. So there's only one other day that people get more gifts. There are more gifts given, and that's Christmas, which, amen, we should celebrate that. And so I think it's only fitting to say to our mothers and to our grandmothers, thank you. Thank you. Happy Mother's Day. Happy Mother's Day. We appreciate you. We honor you. And we've got your back. We stand by your side. And we see you today. We see you and we appreciate you. And so I want to honor Heather for just a second. Heather is so consistent in loving our kids and leading our house, but she's also consistent in loving God. And because she does, because she has a healthy relationship with God, she can get up and out of the overflow serve our house because of who God is to her. She gets up and she shows that to our kids as she preaches with her life. Heather is so good at leading in the unknown because she's willing to lean in. I'm not sure. And I think that's where moms are great because moms are the nurturers and they're real quick to lean in. Where dads, uh, on the other hand, are the ones who be like, oh, I'm not sure about that. Figure it out, buddy. And we'll talk later, maybe. Moms are the ones to lean in. Heather's so good at that. Heather, you do such a good job of raising our kids and loving our kids and leading our kids. And from early morning breakfast to lunch prep. To laundry, to the stuff that you pick up off the bathroom floors, to the way that you um, make time for me. It's amazing. It's amazing. I'm so glad that you're the mother of our kids. Happy Mother's Day to you. Thank you for being my wife and, uh, and the mother of our five, soon to be six. Just kidding. We're done. Five and we're done. Okay. All right. Here's the other thing. Mother's Day can be really tough. Mother's Day can be tough because some of you have lost your mom. And today you're reminded of of the impact that your mom made in your life. And my heart goes out to you. My heart breaks for you today because that's tough. That's tough. I don't want to think about that moment coming. But the truth is there are people, there are people who are gathering today who are remembering mom and they don't have her uh, along the side. They don't have her to call or to text or to send a FaceTime or, or Snapchat or whatever we send to. And so then because of that, I want to to take note of that and say, man, God gave you a memory for a reason. Remember your mom today. Remember all the good times. Part of that's in the message. Um, The other woman that we might be talking to today is those who have miscarried. You were given the promise of being a mom and then something happened and you lost the opportunity to have a baby. And I just want to tell you that God is a God of more than enough and your time is coming. And I can't imagine what that's like or what it means to go through that, but I know that God does. And God is the God of all comfort. God is the healer of all things. And God is the God who wants to work on your behalf. I know that God is not a stealer of life. He's the giver of life. You know, the Bible tells us that that the devil comes to steal, kill, and destroy. And so that we know that God is here as the author and the perfecter of our faith and the creator of our life. And he wants nothing but life and good for us. And so then I'm going to believe today that God's going to bring you the desires of your heart. And if you have miscarried in the past. I am so sorry. I am so sorry, but I'm believing that that baby's coming. We're going to believe that that baby's coming. And so then the other person that might be here today on Mother's Day is the person who has a broken relationship with their mom, and it's just not healthy right now. It's just not healthy. She did something. You did something. She's upset. You're upset. There's something like that. And again, I want to ask you today for just for just the next 20 minutes to honor Let's honor mom together. I'm going to give you some things that you can do to honor your mom. Matter of fact, it's going to be number one. You're the person I want to speak to the most. And so then uh, before we jump any farther into service, I'm going to take just a moment. Just a moment. Let's pray. Father, thank you for mom, Lord, for who she is. I know that everybody who is connecting with us today online sees her a little bit differently, Lord, and so I just thank you for the perspective that we have. I thank you for the gift that our mom has been to us, the gift that mom is right now to us, and the gift that she's going to be into the future. Thank you, Lord, for the principles, for the work ethic, Lord, for the nurturing, for the grace, for the mercy, for all the things that she brings to us. Lord, I thank you for that. Thank you so much that you would bless Every mom today, Lord, that this would be a blessing as they receive this morning. I ask that you just help them to um, be mindful and remember, Lord, as they have uh, given their whole lives to raise kids and to put contributors out on the streets and into the different cities of our country. Father, I just thank you that they will be blessed this morning, that they will be encouraged, that they will walk away better. Lord, And I thank you for all the women who are with me today who are... um, Nursing a bad report, have been through a difficult time, have uh, had a misdiagnosis, who have um, lost a baby. Father God, I just ask that you would bring peace to their hearts today, peace to their minds. Lord, your word says you are the God of all comfort. I just ask you to comfort them in their weakest moments. I thank you, Lord, for the wonderful gift of our mothers today as we honor them and we celebrate them. And I just thank you for this time today. I ask you to help us to receive and to walk out of here better because we gathered in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen and amen. Okay. And so then, today we're going to cover how, how we honor mom. Now, one thing I learned early on in my marriage, especially when Heather had kids, was if I don't honor Heather, if I don't honor the mom in our house, our kids aren't going to honor her either. And so then I can't expect my kids to speak politely to Heather if I'm not going to, right? If I bark orders... I can't expect them to speak politely to her, to ask politely. If I don't say please and thank you, I can't get on to my kids for not saying please and thank you. In our house, we look at it one of two ways. We either lead it or we allow it to happen. And I want to lead honor in my house, and that's really why honor exists here, and it's what we do. If I don't appreciate, if I don't honor, if I don't respect Heather in my house in front of my kids, I can't expect my kids to do that either. And so then that doesn't, um, so what that means is men aren't off the hook today. Really, we're gonna speak more to men than we are moms as we honor mom. And so then um, men or husbands, this is just as much for you today as it is for anybody. And all of the ladies that are watching said, amen. They say, amen. All right. And so, and if you would, if you're a woman who you would say, I'm okay with uh, my man, my husband, treating me this way. I'm just going to encourage you to raise your standard today and expect honor because you deserve every ounce of it. You deserve every ounce of it. So let's look at Ephesians chapter six today. This is our one scripture. Ephesians chapter six, verse two and three, it says, honor your father and mother, which is the first commandment with a promise. This is the first commandment with a promise so that it may go well with you and that you may enjoy a long life on the earth. What's he saying? If we will honor our father and mother will enjoy life and it will be long. Come on, somebody. So this is the first commandment that comes to us with the promise of all the Ten Commandments. Stay tuned this summer, We're going to jump into these. We're going to attack them from a 2022 perspective. And so here's what I want you to see. When you honor your father and mother, you will live a long life and you will enjoy it. The reason that it extends your life is because your parents won't kill you, right? <laughs> and if you don't honor... You're a mom and dad. There's a real chance you could likely get hurt, right? (laughs) I'm just kidding. And so honor is one of the top commandments. And when you honor your parents, you're honoring your father, you're honoring your mother. Today, specifically, we're jumping into honoring your mother. This is the first command with a promise. And what we're doing to celebrate and to honor mom today is fulfilling a command that was given to us by God. And so then this is why it doesn't bother me. We purchase flowers here for our mothers uh, who are in, who are, physically attending, we purchase bouquets for moms because we wanna honor them. I'm not sure how they're going to come in, but I do know that we wanna honor them when they get here. And so then by honoring them, I'm fulfilling a command by honoring the moms and I'm helping kids honor their moms as they walk in. And that's a good thing. And so how you treat your parents matters so much to God. How you treat your parents, how you treat your mom matters so much to God. It says, if you honor, it will be well with you And you will live a long life, which indicates that if we dishonor, that it won't go well and it will shorten our lives. That's what it says. This commandment and these warnings are written throughout the Bible. And they're written throughout the Bible to discourage us from dishonoring our parents, from dishonoring our parents. And so we want to dishonor God. Now, here's the deal. I didn't grow up in a God honoring house. Um, I didn't know what honor really meant nor did I have God-honoring parents. We didn't make it to church until later in my high school years, and I was the first one in my family to pray to receive Jesus, to establish a, a personal relationship with God, to start walking in faith and growing in my relationship with God. And, and I didn't grow up with parents who lived the way that they talked. We had great morals, ethics, American dream, all that stuff, but, but I saw people who lived one way and talked another. And so then my mom had a really rough upbringing. She had uh, a big family in Indiana, met my dad, had five kids, um, mess of a life, right? And we kids picked up a lot of slack. My mom worked full-time. We were a two-income household, so didn't really see my parents a lot growing up. I was like, hey, you better catch the bus or it's going to be a beatdown, right? And so, um, <laughs> which you better get the chores done, right? And there was a long list of chores, and, and most of us kids picked up the slack for my mom in that season of life because of what she was having to do to provide for us because we were a two-income household. And this created a great work ethic in me, but there wasn't much honor in my house growing up. It really was, it was, you have to do this or you're gonna get a whooping, right? And I, I, I joke around and call it a beat down, and you know, whatever, okay? And so most of the time between choosing I have to do this or I'm going to get a beat down, I would choose I have to do this. And so there wasn't a lot of honor in that, but it really did create great behavior. It created great behavior. And what I realized when I started forming my own beliefs, when I began to establish that relationship with God was, am I being the son that I want to have? Am I being the son to my mom that I want my son to be to his? Am I being the son in my house to my parents that I want my kids to be? And if I could ask you anything this morning, that would probably be it is, is are you being the son or the daughter that you want to have, that you want to have, that you want to raise? Are you being who you want to have? You know, um, I want to be the dad and I know that Heather wants to be the mom that, that she didn't have. It's not saying that our parents were bad. It's saying that we want to be what we didn't have. We want to, we want to bridge those gaps, and we want to um, fill those voids, and we want to be the best we can absolutely be for our kids. And what that means is it's expensive. <laughs> it means it's super expensive, and it means it takes a ton of sacrifice. But it's worth every second. And moms, what you sacrifice, it blows me away. I, I don't have words. I didn't see it for the first two years of, of Heather being a mom, but what you sacrifice, how you're willing to consistently put yourself second is beyond my understanding because as, as a guy, as a man, as a dad, as a husband, as a whoever, we have those moments where we believe in bridging the gap and filling voids, but there's also that time where we feel like we have to be out in front leading the charge. And it's amazing what mom does behind the scenes. She's the glue. She's the hub. She keeps us all rolling, keeps us all together, keeps us all going as as dad kind of leads the charge, right? And so being being the dad that I didn't have changed my perspective and it changed my approach. um, And it also led me to create some really good behaviors, which are nice. Great behaviors are nice, but we all know that behaviors are not beliefs. Behaviors aren't beliefs. And so this is why pretenders won't find themselves in heaven. And they won't find themselves in heaven because once they get to that moment, what's going to happen is, is they're going to get there and they're going to get in front of God and, and God's going to say, I never knew you. Don't, I don't know why you're coming to me. I, I never knew you. And that's scriptural. And so then today I have, um, whether you have a great relationship with your mom or so-so or disconnected, or your mom is in heaven with Jesus. I have eight quick ways that we can honor mom along with our good behavior, right? And so the first one is this, I told you I wanted to talk to the, to the people who ha- might have a broken relationship with their mom or disconnected, distant relationship with your mom. And, and you might be sitting alone right now and you might, today might be a hard day for you. And if it isn't, if, if your mom is in heaven, remember her, just remember remember the good times and that's going to be later on but remember but if you have a broken relationship with your with your mom you would say well what's the the best way and you feel like and maybe you've been told the best way that you can honor your mom is to pay her bills or to you know go rub her feet or wait on her beck and call and do everything and anything whenever she calls and there are some people in those in those relationships and they absolutely love it if you're doing that and it's creating distance in your marriage you've got to stop and you got to tell hey mom a, a man is supposed to leave his father and mother and cling to his wife. And so then she's now number one. And those are hard conversations. I had to have that conversation. But if you're far away from your mom, you say, you know, I'm, I'm not at her beck and call and, and I'm not uh, in a place where I can go, you know, <laughs> walk her to the store or drive her to this place or, you know, I jokingly said, rub her feet. If that's one of those things, the best way that you can honor your mom is to honor her name how do you make her name look what's the example you're leading because you carry you carry the family name and the best way that you can honor your parents and this will speak for your for your dad too the best way that you can honor your mother is to carry the name and to build to build that name and to create great trust in that name and to make the legacy of that name mean a little bit more where it's not oh there he's a smith You know, the Smiths, the Smiths, man. It's not that. The best way that you can honor if your relationship is broken is to honor the name, is to be a great example, is to build on who who you are. And when you're good, you reflect good on her. The next thing you can do is pick up the phone and have a phone call, maybe a conversation. Maybe there's some forgiveness that needs to happen. It's likely on both sides. But the best way you can honor today is to honor her name. Honor her name. The best way is legacy. Number two, number two, love her unconditionally. So number one was honor her anyway. Honor the name. Leave a legacy. Be a great example. Build the name. That shines more on your mom than anything else, right? Number two, love her unconditionally. She loves you unconditionally. She gives to you unconditionally or she gave to you unconditionally. And the reality is his mom's, give us the best years of their life. Heather was in her late 20s when um, she started having kids and she is now in her very, very late 30s. And the best years of a woman's life when she is a mom are given to somebody else, they're not for herself. And so because she's given you this, we're gonna love her unconditionally because she's given everything And she's given everything, even when she's had nothing to give. And she's given everything when she's had nothing to get. She's given everything. And she will forever. Seasons may change. Years are going to come and go. Phases and the way that it happens. But she's going to love you unconditionally. So love her unconditionally. This is a book I used to read to our kids. And I always thought about our mom. It's, It's the story of a mom. But. Says, uh, I love you for always. I love you forever. As long as I'm living, my baby will be. And it's this mom. And she would always sneak in to hold her kid at night. She would rock back and forth and back and forth. And she just enjoyed those moments of peace and quiet with her kids. And as that kid grew, she continued to do it until she got so old that the son had to go to her house and rock her to sleep. It's It's such a good picture of what a mom does. Every night, every night, Heather. We're ready for bed, I'll be right back. And she has to go and check and touch all of our kids. It's all good, it's well, okay. Now she can sleep with peace, right? And so love her unconditionally because she loves you unconditionally. Number three, hug her affectionately. Hug her affectionately. Assume nothing, right? You're going to respect her. When you embrace her, it's a sign of affection, right? And affection shows appreciation. Affection shows appreciation. When you come in, man, show her the love. I can love her unconditionally with words, but man, when I when I want to show my affection, embrace your mom, you're going to tell her, but man, that embrace should speak more than words. There might not even need to be any words said when you do it right. Now, here's, here's the difference. The difference in a mom and a dad is this. Dad, um, if you... If you ever did something out of line, uh, spoke to mom in an inappropriate way, you would get a steel-toed boot to the butt. Boom! And he would be like, dang! And he'd say, never, never speak to my wife that way again. She's your mom, but she's my wife first. Never speak. Love her affectionately. Speak to her respectfully. Love her Hug her, let those hugs mean something more. Let those kisses mean a little bit more because of what she gives to you. She's always placed herself second. Number four, understand her sympathetically. Understand her sympathetically. Women go through a lot of change from zero to 18 years old with their kids, both individually and as moms. And of course they age, but they also cook and they clean and they referee and they keep peace and they counsel and they instruct and they do all of the other stuff. And everything that I just mentioned changes as the kids grow up. Right. And there should be something in our heart that wants to understand mom, that wants to understand where she's coming from, where her words should be like gold to us because of what she's given to us. Right. It took me a, a while to see how hard Heather worked at home because I was working so hard away from the house. And knowing what it takes today, especially with our last two, we have a newborn who's a month old tomorrow and, um, and a two-year-old. Knowing what it takes with these two, I'm so willing to help, right? To get out, to rub a back, to rub some feet, to rub a forearm because her, her wrist hurts, her elbow hurts. Why? Because I understand sympathetically. I can see it. I can see it. Now, trust me. Heather does not want my sympathy. And if I said, oh, babe, I'm just trying to understand you sympathetically, she would say, get the heck out of here. <laughs> and it's not like that, but it is like that. She, it's not that she wants that, but man, when she can see that, and we can come in with some empathy, and we can be like, okay, yeah. And you just act and you take the initiative to do or to help without saying anything. That's it. That shows her that you understand. Understand. Number five, listen to her attentively. Listen to her attentively. Why? Husbands, kids, nephews, neighbors, everybody wants mom's attention. And everybody wants mom to listen to them attentively. At our dinner table, it is rapid fire all the time. We eat family meals every night together. And we're having some meaningful. in in, intentional conversations, and it's like, man, we can't even get this one shut down before this one pops up. And everybody wants mom to listen. Everybody wants mom's undivided attention. Whenever there's a problem in the house, who do they run to? Mom, whenever there's a problem in the house, who does dad send them to? (laughs) Mom, whenever there's trouble, who do they run to? Mom, why? there could be somebody bleeding out in the house. Dad doesn't care, put a bandit on that and get back out there. Mom, Dr. Mom, mom's intuition, mom's all that stuff. There's a reason, there's a reason. God gifted mom to be this way, right? And so then, it might not be that dad doesn't care but he just doesn't care as much as mom, right? He's not the nurturer. And so then, mom is always there She's always concerned about every detail. She's up before you. She's in bed after you. And what she asks in return is what? Listen. Just listen. Hey, will you listen to me? Will you just listen to me? Right? And we tell our kids, his eyes and ears. God gave you two ears and two eyes for a reason. We should listen twice as much as we talk. It's one mouth. Right? And so then... Um. There was a time, and this was, I'm just gonna give you my side of it. There was a time for me with Heather um, where I would come home exhausted, set my bag down, toss my keys on the counter, and I would go sit down and I'd be like, hey babe, could I get a glass of sweet tea? She'd like, she's amazing. Always had fresh sweet tea brewed in Oklahoma. And I uh, haven't, I've kind of been off the sweet tea kick, so no shame in that. Sit down, turn on ESPN or something. I'm just trying to like shut off, you know. We got babies and so it wasn't like, it wasn't a big deal. And the, the moment I realized um, we're trying to talk and I'm, I'm not giving her my undivided attention. And she did a very good job of letting me know that, that she didn't have my undivided attention. And so one day I, I stopped that and I came home and I set my bag down and I set my keys down. And I pulled the barstool at the, at the kitchen aisle and I leaned in and I said, hey babe, how was your day? And she's like, "Good. How was yours?" <laughs> and it took us several weeks to get here, and it was because I had never listened intently. I was never attentive in my listening. I was always half-minding, doing something else because I was busy. And the moment that I decided, and, and the moment I decided, I put it on the calendar. It's still on my calendar. It's called Heather's. It's called Heather's First Fifteen. And she gets the first 15 minutes of me walking in the door. And so when I so that means if I have to sit in the driveway for, for 35 minutes extra to get off of a phone call, I'll do that. I didn't have it doesn't happen ever anymore. It did in the beginning. But when I walk in and I cross that threshold, I'm now husband first. I'm dad second. I'm pastor third. And then I'm friend and everybody else fourth, right? And so then... As, as I made that shift, it became really hard for us to have a conversation because I was listening so attentively. And so one day, it was a couple weeks in, it was almost a month in, and I said, hey, this sucks. Okay, because I'm actually, I'm actually trying and investing, but all of a sudden you have nothing to say. And if I was over here on the chair with a game on, or who cares, I didn't even, it didn't matter, what was on, I was gonna go to sleep anyways, okay? If anything was on, she would be full of words And the reality was that she just didn't trust that I was listening yet because for the first five plus years of our marriage, I was a terrible listener. So then listen to her attentively. Now let's say mom's gotten older and now mom's in her fifties or she's in her sixties. There's a quote that says, when you're old enough to know all the answers, nobody asks you any of the questions. That's a true quote. And the older people get, the wiser they get and the more they know meaning the more they know than the 20-somethings, and the more they know than the 30-somethings and the 40-somethings, and the more they know than the 50-somethings, to be honest, because their experience is so much different than our experience today. And so then this is the one thing that I really dislike about our country right now is we're shoving the people who know the most and who are the wisest, we're shoving them away. And we generally are are keeping them uh, silenced, and we've showed them that that we don't, we don't really need you, that we've got Google and we've got, you know, the government and we've got the, all the G's, but God, and we got it figured out. So you just, you just step over there and we'll cover it. And I think that's a travesty in our country. And the reason that uh, the quote exists that you, when you're old enough to know all the answers, nobody asks the questions is because there's, um, there's something that happens when, when a 50 something or 60 something comes in and goes, Hey, um, Would you like some help? And the 20-somethings or the 30-somethings think they know more, right? They think they know more. And the mom who's in her 50s or 60s who's had three to five kids is trying to tell the person who has one kid, they're trying to help the person who has one kid, and, and, and we can't trust the mom who's raised more kids than us with two hours with our little peanut while we go have a date. And I think that's insane because... The generation that's above us is a lot more smarter and a lot wiser, and can do a lot more with less than we can, and so we should trust those who are older than us, and uh, especially when they're offering us advice. If they've raised five kids, and we have one, we should probably go, "Yeah, I tell it, yeah, tell me more. Tell me more. I'm open to receive that, right? So we should just receive from those people now." Listen to them because they know what they're talking about. Here's why we're going to listen attentively to to our moms, to mothers, especially to the generation who's older than us, is this. They know what they're talking about. And even if you don't believe in what they're saying, or you think they're old-fashioned, or you think they fell off their rocker, we're still going to listen attentively to them. And you're going to listen to them because they listen to you. You're going to listen to them because they listen to you. And from the time that you first cried... And to your last gripe session, what what could have been this morning, right before you logged into church, or last night, or or midweek. They've listened. They've always listened. And you need to understand that mom's been with you through your greatest challenges, and she's listened to every word. And maybe there's been a shift, and now maybe she's in her greatest challenge as an empty nester, or as one who has teenagers, or as one who has who knows what going on. And she needs your ear now greater than she ever has. She needs your ear now just like you needed her either then or do now. And so then listen attentively. Number six, help her joyfully. Help her joyfully. Moms are the greatest helpers in the entire world. There's not a greater helper than mom, right? And they do the things that money cannot pay for, right? They cook the dinners, they prepare the lunches, they help with the homework, they pick up underwear, right? Sometimes not pretty underwear, if you know what I mean. They do wake up calls, they do prayers, they do midnight medicine runs, they do honey at 2 a.m., right? They do 2 a.m. cuddles in the rocking chair. They do 3 a.m. phone calls. They do 6 a.m. surgeries. They do Friday night ball games, right? You name it, moms help more. And everything that it takes to do that, they clean all the laundry for it too, right? And so then, moms help more. Moms help more than dad, right? Dad just gets to benefit from all the help that mom gets because she throws her laundry in with theirs and now we get clean laundry too, right? And so then, when she needs help, when she needs help, help her joyfully. Help her joyfully. Because the reason you are where you are is because she is who she is. That's it. And the reality is this, you can tell when somebody wants to help and when they don't want to help. You can tell when someone really wants to help, right? Well, hey, I'll be around if you want, give me a call. Let me know, I might be able to swing by. I'm not calling that guy, not. That's baloney. You don't wanna help. You said that to make yourself feel good, God bless you, go feel good, okay? You're not getting my phone call, I'd rather go by myself, right? You know when somebody really wants to help you, right? You can tell. And so then, moms try so hard at helping, and doing everything for everybody that we should help them joyfully. We should help them joyfully. Now, meaning this, don't act like you're put off or that you're doing her a big favor because the stuff she did for you, she's done her whole life. The help she's provided for you, she's provided your whole life. So so what she's done her whole life, don't act like it takes you everything to do. One time for her, right? Help her joyfully. Number seven, remember her gratefully. This is a two-sided for moms who are still here and moms who have moved on to heaven with Jesus. Little things mean a lot to your mom. Phone calls, texts, invitations to go somewhere to see the grandkids, right? Anything from you means more than you know. And what it shows her is this, you're important, You're appreciated. You matter. We haven't forgotten you. That's what it shows her. That's what it shows her. So then, when it comes time to do things, remember her. If you have to, like for me, put it on your calendar. Put it on your calendar as a date. Yep, I should do that. Need to do that. Every Friday, I'm gonna call my mom. I know people who call their mom every Monday. That's good, God bless you. Remember your mom and remember her gratefully. Number eight, last one, remind her regularly. Remind her regularly. Don't remind her that she's already told you that 17 times, okay? That's not what I'm talking about. When she leaves you the four-minute voicemail, okay, and she and you call her back, and she says, hey, did you get my voicemail? Be honest. I didn't. I didn't. That's why I'm calling you back. And just... Get ready, okay? Because she's gonna that whole voicemail, she's gonna hit replay on it. Okay. You're not reminding her regularly of the things that she's already told you, okay? What you're gonna do is remind her of the good times growing up. Remind her of your greatest memories together. Remind her of your greatest memories of her, the things that she did that she thinks that you didn't see that you saw. Remind her. Remind her. Remind her that she's needed. Remind her that you want that recipe right? Remind her that you're praying for her. Reminder of advice that she's given you. Remind her of the impact that she's had in your life. Remind her regularly. This goes back to making her feel, believe, and understand that she matters, that she needed, that she's needed, and that she's appreciated. And so I want to revisit point number one, which was honor her anyway. Honor her anyway. And I want to Put a one B on that. Honor her into the future. Honor her into the future. It's what's in the name. What did she give you? What did she pour into you? What did she instill in you? What did she give you? Honor her. Be an example of who she taught you to be. You know, as you raise kids, we're raising kids right now, and we're in several different phases of life with our kids, and we're we're doing what we know to do, we're doing what we believe is right. There's no guarantee on that because our kids still have the power of decision. And they're still going to make their own decisions and they're going to make their own beds and and we can only try to lead and guide them and I know that every mother's not perfect, but I do know that the effort, that the effort is always there and the heart to see their kids do well, to be well is there. And so then honor her into the future by being a great example the best way the greatest way that you can honor your that you can honor your mom today is to give your heart to Jesus because that would that would help her understand that you're going to go to heaven and if you have a mom in heaven the greatest way you can honor her today is to give your heart to Jesus so you get to see her again you know even Jesus honored his mom Jesus when he hung on the cross he said to John take care of my mother and in his own pain he did not forget he did not forget to honor his mom and the truth is until you believe these eight things until you believe it enough you won't pass it on and and we as husbands have to lead our kids and we as parents have to lead our kids and and the mothers are going to lead their kids but until we believe it we won't pass it on to the people behind us and i think that is kind of what's missing today and so then believe it enough to pass it on believe it enough to pray honor your mom today honor her moving forward with these eight things father thanks so much for the opportunity to share what you what you spoke to us in ephesians 6 what it means to honor and how when we honor lord that we can enjoy our lives and that we'll have a long life lord the things that you've put before us they help us to take part in lord plant this in people's hearts so they can move forward in honoring their mothers i love you thank you for the opportunity to share today again it's been um it's a privilege to get to be a part of what you want to do and, and how you want to help people. And so I just thank you that if there are people here who need to know you, Father, I ask you to help them to follow through with an email and the decision. Lord, I love you. And I thank you for that. Thank you for those people. Give them boldness and confidence today. Thank you for our amazing mothers today. It's in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Thank you so much for joining us today. It means more than you know to have you with us. And to all of you who partner with us and support the mission of our church, thank you. We cannot be the church without you. Go ahead and click the link in the description to partner with us now, or you can visit thegrovefc.com forward slash partner. If you enjoy the podcast, please take a minute to like and subscribe. And if you know someone who would benefit from hearing this message, share it with them. This is how the gospel goes forward. Thanks again for being here today. God bless you.